Good afternoon. Welcome to the North Point of View. Here with Dr. Walter Kimsey. The pressing question of the day is, how's your grandson, Walter? He is now home with his with his my son, my daughter-in-law. And as soon as we're done here, I'm hopping in the car and I'm out of here. I'm going up to uh, Rockville, Maryland. All right, man. Well, safe travels. Ah, thanks. Keep us posted. Oh, I will. I'll send the baby pictures. All right. Let's go off-road. Right. Let's get a truck mm -hmm. and... I guess the question is, if we're going to off-road, are we going to go electric, diesel, or something else? All right. Let's go. Well, let's talk about the electric cars. Are we going to go off-road with electric cars? Yeah, there are some guys who, who think the uh, their, their SUVs and their pickup trucks are good for off-the-road. I don't know, and I shouldn't have this pathological fear personally, but if I drove off you know, into some... 5,000, 10,000 acre place, like a former professor of mine has in Northern Texas, 10,000 acre farm. Looking and for a charging station, huh? Exactly, what do I do? I mean, if they're gonna put a little a little solar panel on top of the, the, the pickup, I'd be okay. You sit there for a while, let it charge up enough to get you juice to get to the, the big charging place, maybe. Maybe. Um, I'd just be more comfortable with diesel. And I know it's the same problem. You know, you run out of diesel, there are no fuel stations out there, but I don't know. I just, I'm so comfortable with, with diesel and gasoline that I don't see how I would be happy to switch to electric. And the EV, we talked about it uh, earlier, though. It's, we've got limitations, right? I mean, we've talked about trucks. We talked about ocean carriers. We, you know, everybody's looking at EV and, and they're just our limitations, right? The battery sizes and capacity. Right. And the risk. I mean, let's remember here that the Chevrolet Volt, well, they've been producing it for seven or eight years. And four or five of those years have, uh, of those models have been recalled. In some cases, not once, but three times. Yeah. I got an email from the Federal Highway Administration. It basically said, um, don't park them indoors. That's rough. So, yeah, the battery's tricky. I mean, in New York, a lot of the condos in Manhattan say you can only have so many EVs per so many square feet because right. they are a little concerned of, 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 of having a fire. So it, it is a little tricky. But putting those risks aside, and we don't do that lightly, um, the range for the electric vehicles, it just doesn't seem to be there. I mean. It's not there yet. I mean, we, you know, we keep talking about in our home going, you know, Jenna wants to make sure that she can get to Raleigh to see her sister without having to stop because right. there's only one viable place to stop on the way and that's south of the border. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that they've got charging stations there yet. That's not really, you know, I've not seen it on the ads. Well, hey, check it when you go by. You'll be on your way to Maryland uh, this week, right? I will. I, you know, I'll, I'm not in such a hurry. So yeah. We'll, well, if you forward. go tomorrow, tomorrow's Tuesday. It might be Taco Tuesday there at south of the border. Um, what a great idea. So I, I got to time it for lunch. <laughs> so what time do I leave from Savannah to get there? Eh, probably three now. Oh, yeah, but no later than nine o'clock. Back to EVs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there are limitations, right? Right. What are the alternates? I mean, what, well, what else are you looking at? Yeah, you're right. Part of the problem is, is they say, well, you can go so many miles in the charge. Yeah, is that on a flat surface or is that 
more realistic, like in the average terrain of America, like right. going over the Appalachians. I don't know. Yeah. So the alternatives, while there's been a, you know, depends on mode of transportation. You've got the ships, you've got the rail cars, you've got the trucks, you've got vehicles. And for vehicles, we're so far down on electric vehicles that I don't know how we pull back. However, in Europe and in Asia, particularly Japan, they are testing hydrogen type solutions, hydrogen, ammonia, things like that. Yeah. Um, and those would be, I think, would be a little easier to convert or put in such fueling stations around the country. I think it'd be faster. And I think it'd be a faster refuel. I could be wrong, but I think it'd be a little faster than sitting at a charger for an hour at south of the border, which would be a great place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, start. if you're going to spend an hour somewhere, why not there, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but when you look at the ocean carriers, they were looking at liquid natural gas. Right. Uh, the problem with natural gas is, well, there's twofold. One, if a little bit of it gets out in the air, it's like a lot of carbon getting out in the air because yeah. it has 50 times the impact. The other problem with LNG is that you need a lot of storage area. Yeah. And people forget why gasoline and, and, and diesel became the, the fuels of choice. Because in a very small volume area, you can pack enough calories to propel a car 500 miles. Right. But you switch to some other fuel and it just doesn't have the same distance to lost space ratio that you would get you know, with gasoline. So I think the, the jetliners are trying to get biojet fuel, which could work. The ocean carriers are now looking more and more especially immersed at, uh, at hydrogen, but uh, LNG seems to be the big shift that we're seeing. So, you know, the other carriers like Mediterranean and uh, United Arab Shipping Company, et cetera, they're ordering vessels which, are, which have LNG and increasingly without dual fuel capacity. Mm meaning those ships had better stay on routes where you can get them refueled. Right. You look at cars that think electric makes sense. They are trying to make electric trucks make sense. And I think that's going to be, I mean, this is based on what I'm reading. It doesn't look like that's going to pan out. You want to do a, a couple of short runs with electric trucks? Works. Are you going to send an electric truck hundreds of miles? I don't think so. I don't think we're we're ready for that yet. Not Quite yet. Now, and I think I think hydrogen type solution might work better. So uh, the answer is is it really depends on mode of transportation more than anything else. Yeah, and you know I guess the the wrapper sort of you know off. Uh, you look at the Rivian stock we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe there's some realities to to some of these things where. You know, in terms of production, in terms of the, the volume of cars and trucks that are actually going to be able to produce, what the consumer sentiment is on, on that, some of the limitations. Mm -hmm. It seems like there's still some questions to be answered. You're absolutely right. There's a lot of uncertainty across the board for all the fuels. And, you know, people forget that some solutions are great, but they don't work everywhere. It's like the, the wind farms. Yeah, you can put a wind farm offshore, a big city, and that might work, but electricity doesn't travel very well. So 50 miles is the limit. Right. And uh, unfortunately, where we have a lot of cities, we don't have very deep water and uh, we don't have the wind to, to make that work. 
Other places you have rivers near the city, you can put turbines in there. So there's a host of solutions that work in some places, but not others. But to make it work, you want huge scale. And none of these solutions have the scale yet, I don't think. But maybe the shift to electricity turns out to be best simply because of the advances in fusion. Yeah. So when you look at a nuclear power plant, those are fission, right? You want to, you know, you want to split the atom. You don't want to fuse the atom. And uh, the Lawrence uh, Livermore National Laboratory has had, has reported huge successes in advancing right. that. If that happens, then then forget oil, forget diesel, forget natural gas, forget hydrogen. Well, you could still use hydrogen, but basically, you would have ridiculously abundant and therefore very cheap electricity. And that becomes you know, a whole different story. But, you know, we've been looking at cold fusion since the 80s. I remember one morning when I used to be a teacher in Memphis, at University of Memphis, and I woke up to the headline that a couple of guys out west had discovered a way to do cold fusion. And we all got excited until it turned out to be a hoax. <laughs> I tell you what I think we need to do right now. We need to patent an energy drink and yes. call it cold fusion. Oh, man, I like that. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, safe travels on up to Maryland. All right. Thanks, Mark. Hey, man, I'll see you see soon. See you in a few weeks. All right. Thanks. Thank